Listen, we can all agree that the year 2020 has been the biggest dumpster fire of them all, and I don't know about you guys, but having some basketball to watch and talk about on here has been a saving grace. We've loved the support and great feedback we've gotten from our listeners. So, we're going to show some love back to our shooters by giving out some free cash for the holidays. So, if you're listening and trying to win some free cash money, you got to participate in our Secret Santa giveaway. Here's how to do it. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Baseline Times. Repost, retweet any or all of the two upcoming episodes, and make sure you tune into episode 47, which will air the week of Christmas to win the $50 Visa gift card. Giveaway closes on December 21st at 12.01 a.m. Eastern Time. Winner of the $50 Visa gift card will be announced during episode 47 of the Shooter Pass podcast the week of 12-21-20. Must be following at Baseline Times on Instagram or Twitter during and after giveaway closes to be considered for the prize. Winner is chosen at random and must be able to accept DMs from at Baseline Times to accept prize. LeBron is better than MJ. This promotion is in no way sponsored, administered, or associated with Instagram or Twitter. For official rules, visit BaselineTimes.com or at Baseline Times on Instagram and Twitter. You are now listening to the Shoot or Pass podcast on behalf of Baseline Times. I am one of your hosts, Chevy. Welcome back to our current listeners. And if you are a first-time listener, you are listening to the right podcast for all your NBA coverage. As always, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Baseline Times, around-the-clock coverage at BaselineTimes.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and welcome to any of our listeners out in India streaming on the Ghana and Gile 7 app. Also, you can find me at Baseline Chevy on Twitter. Come chat with me, talk some shit. And let's welcome in my other two co-hosts here. Robbie Gabe, what's going on? Welcome back. How are you guys doing? The season is upon us. We heard. I feel like we just left the season. It's already coming back. So I love it. I love it. I'm ready for this. How are you guys doing? You guys feeling okay? Doing all right for the holidays? Did your Christmas shopping? Oh, yeah. I, um... Guys, if you want to put your relationship to the test, put up a mm. gallery wall in your living room. Because <laughs> uh, I did that last night, and um, I almost threw my boyfriend off the third floor. And I'm just kidding. Uh, Jesus. But no, I'm kidding. No, but we got we got we got a cactus tree up since we live in Arizona now. You know, we're trying to fit in. Um, also, mm. I had like a corner in my living room where I had nothing to put. I had no idea, so I was like, "Fuck it." cactus christmas tree boom there it is how are you gabe gabe you sound like a new man are you on a mic hell yeah i sound sexy as hell you know that's what i do (laughs) you know you know yeah what's up ladies how you doing i'm just kidding oh my god to the two ladies that listen to the pod gabe is not single (laughs) and he is old hey man my business out there like that bro oh my goodness he's a bottle feeder uh, well, oh, yes, I am. No. I love big bottoms, and I cannot lie. But uh, yeah, doing good. Speaking of, speaking of, um, Mr. Harden is in the news. So titties or titles, guys? Oh. How, how you, we will talk about the Eastern Conference on this episode, but I mean, we, we gotta talk about James Harden real quick here. Yeah, <laughs> no. I mean, what he's is going basic, on, man? He's James Harden is tanking his trade value for them titties and them thighs. Mm. I mean, is he really, though? He's James Harden. He can't really tank his value. No matter what he does, I mean, somebody's always going to want a James Harden on their roster. So he, he's fine. You know, he just reported, I think, today uh, to Houston 
you know, he was at little uh, baby's birthday party. Um, you know, he's doing his thing, you know. I'm not hating on whatever his strategy is here at all. Did y'all see he got he got little baby like 300k worth of jewelry yeah. or something? I was like, I'm trying to get on that level. I want to be best up. friends with James Harden. For real, man. Well, I mean, of course, the news would break that supposedly sources have where he wants to be either traded to the Philadelphia 76ers, which we'll get to in this episode, or other NBA contenders. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like you checked out from like that job, and they're like, all right, I'm going to quit anyways, or I'm just going to wait till they fire me. So it's like, he's, I mean, James, I think James is still great skill talent, though. I mean, either way, like, mm-hmm. There's so much that he's done and accomplished that like you guys are just getting drafted left and right, and he, they're not able to do what he's done. So I mean, he's he's premier talent. I I don't know, man. We'll talk about the Western Conference next week, guys. But uh, hopefully he's somewhere different so we can spice things up, and we'll talk about try to talk about dumpster fires here. And certainly Houston is a big dumpster fire. Uh, but I, I think they should get some draft picks for him at this point if you can. I mean, what are what else can Wall. you do? Yeah, Man, I mean, what that, a that shitty too. situation to walk to, like, get traded into. Exactly, and <laughs> you know, well, you know, just there is the Marcus Cousins there, so they they at least have that Kentucky bond. So hopefully, him, hopefully, John and you know the Marcus are, they're gonna get their heads, you know, right and try to right that ship in in Houston. But uh, boy, Houston's stock is falling in that Western Conference as it's looking ugly for them. That that that's definitely a fire right there. Beyond that, though, we have a lot to talk about. Obviously, there's NBA season coming up here, and we're going to preview the Eastern Conference in this episode specifically. So if you're an Eastern Conference fan or a fan of a team in the Eastern Conference, we may shit on your team. We may show some love or hope for a dumpster fire out of your team. We'll talk about that in a shooter pass round. Also, at the bottom of the show, we will get into basically breaking down the Eastern Conference in different tiers and talking about what teams to look out for, any surprise teams or underrated teams in the East. But now let's talk about this schedule, though, here real quick, guys. Uh, so far, so the first half of the schedule has been released for everybody who is brand new to the NBA or not understood what's going on at all schedule-wise. So the NBA has released the first half of the schedule, which runs to about the first week in March. Uh, there's supposedly like a week-long, quote-unquote, all-star break. And then uh, in between the months of, well, let's say late December all the way until early March, we're looking at a, a half of an NBA season schedule, right? Obviously, COVID is going to throw things up in the air. Um, how, how do you guys feel about the schedule, though? Like, the way it's been scheduled, it looks like a little bit more back-to-backs, obviously, with the compressed schedule, 72 games total. Um, I mean, I, I, I like the fact it's almost like a baseball schedule, right? You, I yeah, saw yeah, some yeah. that some uh, teams are, are going to be staying in a city for a couple nights in a row, and they're going to play a couple teams. How do you like the schedule so far, Robbie? I think it's interesting. I was just going to mention it's it reminds me of baseball. It's got this baseball style series where consecutive back back games are played in the same city versus the same team. Um, I think I, I just wonder if like the quality of play is going to suffer because of the shorter schedule and because of this style that they're setting up the schedule in. Like there's there's definitely going to be more load management. Um, so that's going to kind of suck, but it'll be cool if there's a situation like obviously when the heat played the Pacers and Jimmy Butler and TJ Warren got it. Imagine that scenario in this schedule, like the heat are in Indiana that happens and then boom, they got to play against Indiana the next day. Uh, so that, that might make things a little more exciting. I feel like the, 
Yeah, I just feel like they they just want the league to get back to its original schedule. You know what I mean? So that's why it's seventy two games. And um, I read somewhere where the back to backs it'll be a little bit easier this year as long as they aren't resting multiple stars in the same night. But um, yeah, that's pretty much what they want to do. They want it back to that original schedule to end the season in June. But um, yeah, as far as you know, teams doing the baseball schedule like interleague play, I'm fine with it. Like I said. You ease up on the travel and you don't got to go as far. You just play the same team a few nights in a row. And, you know, then you go out to the next uh, team and play them. But um, as far as I'm concerned, you know, it's it's a good schedule. I'm, I'm happy with it right now. Yeah, I mean, this has got to be one of the, the basic things about the NBA that they've been trying to do is cut down on travel time, uh, make it a more benefit, beneficial schedule for teams not to rest star players. Um, so I, this is a good glimpse at it. COVID, unfortunately, has cause this <laughs> it's not just a new bright idea right so to tease it it's nice to see it yeah and it's going to be interesting to see how they adopt this in future seasons once hopefully all this covid crap dies down and we all get our vaccines and shit yeah facts facts and and then also um teams were sent a memo monday this week <laughs> that they would be fined a hundred thousand dollars or more if they're sitting healthy players basically so AKA load management. But again, I've always, you know, for the last Jay, I believe we had a conversation about this like three years ago. Like it is hard if you're, you know, if a doctor is going to determine or a trainer says, Hey, this guy had pulled something in practice. Let's, let's send him out tonight. You know, the NBA going to call you up and say, Hey, nah, get him, get him out there. And then that's a risk for injury. Like it's such like a fine line of. <laughs> how do they prove it? Or, yes, yeah, they, exactly. They, they and can't prove, it, prove that, you know? So it, to me, it's the, the, there's this, to me, wouldn't really change anything. I think there's enough justification, especially if you have guys like coming in off a of back-to-back. Like it just makes sense. I mean, I don't know. They might make a, they might make a fake diagnosis. I, I don't know if they do that and just say, yeah, Kawhi's got a sore knee. You know, he's got to take it easy. So, uh, the oh, week I'm that sure we have this did, back-to-back, last season, yeah, mm-hmm. the week that we had this back-to-back, he's gonna be resting it. Okay, just just a fair <laughs> warning, NBA. By the way, two weeks ago we reported a sore knee. You know, it's still here. I, I just don't see it really making much of a difference but it is nope. what it is but uh yeah i think I'm, I'm interested in seeing the schedule where it has the back-to-back um as the nba fan you kind of have to get used to it right because you're kind of if you're playing a back-to-back if you're playing you know i don't know four games in five nights you're seeing a different team every night right so you're, it's a different superstar every night potentially right that you can see now we've got to get used to seeing the same exact guys back-to-back and it's like dude like as a magic fan do i want to watch the magic play the Boston Celtics in Boston twice in a row and get their ass whooped. I don't know if I want to watch that, that part, you know, I might tune into a different game that night or different series, so to say. Well, so, you know, I think they, they may make it a way where two shitty teams aren't playing, you know, a back-to-back schedule. They may just have it toward a point where it's like maybe the better teams are doing it against each other. And let's say another team, you know, let's say the shitty wizards play. Well, they won't be that shitty this year. They have uh, Russell Westbrook. But if they, if they have right. their shitty Cavaliers playing somebody, they'll probably ship them out the next night. Like, no, we're not doing you guys two nights in a row. Like, get the fuck out of here. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I looked at the Magic schedule because it came <laughs> in my inbox last Friday, and I was like, well, you know, I'm on their email list, and I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, wow, I think there's two games in Washington, which makes sense. You know, they're, they're uh, division <sighs> rivals, or, you know, they're in the same division. So basically, you guys as Heat fans, you're going to be seeing a lot of back-to-back on the road or, you know, home stands on the road. Um, I saw a lot of games where there's about four or five games in a row. So these teams are spending a lot more time at home, which 
it's it's a little mind blowing that the NBA did set up this way, and it, I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll see if, but if it's. I also read that they're going to release the, that they're going to release the season in increments, right? They don't give you a full season right. yet, right? That's what I read. It's going to be in portions, I guess, so that way they can plan for COVID in case it, you know, strikes or whatever down the road. Mm-hmm. Right, right, yeah. exactly. Um, Robbie, is there any games, you know, one or two games that you're definitely focused on watching based on the schedule oh, that's I released mean, so far? Let me get two games. Two games. Which games are you looking forward to? I'll I'll give you I'll give you the I'm I'm excited for the Christmas Day slate because yes. I'm just gonna be home opening up all the gifts Audio Man is buying me and like drowning in Venezuelan holiday oh food. God. Plus, oh ain't nobody gonna be doing low management for those games. So I'm really excited to see Zion get posterized under the mistletoe by the Heat. And then who are, who are the Lakers Ooh. playing? Let me look up that. Nobody Christmas important. Lineup. The the Lakers are actually playing <laughs> the Dallas Mavericks because Ooh, that's gonna Ooh, be a good Luka. game. Yes, that's better. The Clippers, you know, aren't worthy to play the champions. However, the Mavericks are according to the NBA schedule makers. So, kudos to the Mavericks. Yeah, Luca versus LeBron. I'm for it. I'm here for the it. Past versus the future. Well, the present versus the future. That's cool. It's gonna be a cool. It's I, I'm I'm pumped for that Christmas Day slate. I mean. I'm ready to flop on the couch and do absolutely nothing for watching. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I agree. And it's interesting because they're sending the Clippers to Denver on the road on Christmas Yikes. to play Denver. <laughs> I mean, Yikes. Even like, like See, if you're making this schedule, like it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, just what you guys get. Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic are just so they they probably got so excited when they saw that. <laughs> Yeah, you don't have right. to travel for the holidays, and and then on top of that, you're playing, you know, a team that you clearly have a little bit of a, a mental edge over, and you kind of beat the brakes off after being down, you know, uh, in a series there. Um, and then also we, we're going to get to see KD back uh, in action, which is nice. And then uh, mm-hmm. you know we'll, we'll definitely do a Christmas episode there towards the end of the month here. But um, I I, I would say this: I'm looking forward, obviously, to watching the the, the Durant and the Golden State Warriors play. Um, I you know just watching KD. I think we were deprived of that, right? I think he's mm-hmm. a great player. Um, I definitely want to see the Kyrie versus LeBron, so Nets and the Lakers game. I believe it's February 18th, if I'm not mistaken. Um, now that LeBron publicly came out, he was on Richard Jefferson's podcast, uh, road tripping, and I'm LeBron sorry. says that he was a little hurt. He was a little hurt by Kyrie saying that, <laughs> hey, you know, when when Kyrie was talking about Kevin Durant, alluding to him being the first player he has. Uh, as a as a clutch player, a guy who can, I don't know, man. That's that's gotta that's gotta feel something, man. Well, did you hear what Kyrie something. said? Now, Kyrie said he's gonna shut up and let all his actions on and off the court do the talking. I don't well, know what that means, for better or for worse. He's been ducking he's media day already, so he's gonna be doing that. He hasn't been media day, yes. Yet, so, no, he, so he's moody. Gotta, he's gotta go in, and he's right. He, He's, he's so gotta take his dramatic. advice and do that. He is. <laughs> he's gotta take his advice and do that. I, I just don't see. I don't see. I want to see. The, I want to see that as a finals, though. By the way, if, if we can get a Lakers, you know, Brooklyn Nets finals, let's oh, do yes. this, man. Not well, that was said. Mm-hmm. I'm down for that. I'm sorry. No, I gotta disagree. I would rather see right, the Heat Lakers man. part right. two. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> so I've I've got a quick question for you guys. How do y'all feel about the fact that, you know, the NBA is kind of doing what like the NFL and college football did in the fact that 
um, you know, they're going to follow like local and state laws in, in terms of allowing fans in the arenas. Like, for example, the Grizzlies are allowing up to 20% capacity. So about 4K people, uh, the Warriors may be allowing up to 50% capacity in their arena, but they're going to be providing rapid COVID-19 tests. I feel like the biggest factor, aside from, you know, obviously monitoring the players in in this whole thing, is how that plays out. Because, I mean... We see it all the time. I'm getting notifications constantly, more so in college football than the NFL, of games getting canceled and, and mm-hmm. or postponed. Like today, I think Michigan, Ohio State just got completely canceled. They're yeah, not they even postponing it anymore. Yeah, it's canceled. Right. Yeah. And, and I've said this, based on the fact and, and what we've seen historically right now is that I don't know. I mean, something's going to happen. Even if the, the NBA is going to place protocol and guidelines in place and say, look, um, so what is it? They can't go to bars or large, large gatherings. Um, anybody that's you know, on, you know, the premier, you know, team roster, assuming trainers, coaches, all are held to the same standard. I, I don't know if the NFL, the MLB, I did that. College football is doing that. I mean, so if it's that strict, and let's say you break protocol, then at that point they're gonna find you, suspend you, blah blah blah, whatever, right? I don't know how strict and you know the NCAA is doing it. NFL, I would assume that's in protocol, but people. I mean, can you really govern someone that strictly to the point, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. hey, yeah. don't go to this place or don't go or don't go be with your family. Like, it's there's so many variables involved with this that it's just hard. I just think the way the direction everything has gone for the other sport, in the example, the NBA will try as hard as it can possibly. And what's going to happen is, for me, you know, I think we'll cover this later on, is that, I, you know, I think we, we could possibly see another bubble. I think we can. As for the fans, here's the thing is that, you're going to see them up in the stands. You know, we're not going to be, if we get, let's say Florida opens up heat games, magic games, whatever. Right. We're, we're, you know, Gabe, you and I are in, in NBA cities, right. In Florida. <laughs> and then, yeah. uh, you know, I would say this, we're not going to get anywhere near the, the, the first, the, the first level, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. Second, you know, the direction to come in the arena and out one way, come in this way, get out this way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's mm-hmm. to me, I, I don't know. And the thing is after league's not even going to have fans in, in the arenas right now. So it, to me, it's like if you're gonna play fanless, then why not buckle down a bubble if you have a couple of COVID scares and, and it jeopardizes the season? But the NBA said they said they're not gonna cancel games or season or suspend the season over a small outbreak or just one guy. So mm-hmm. there's that. So I had a question. So last night we saw the 49ers playing in Arizona. Is there a, a California sports ban going on right now that I don't know about? That's another example. Yeah, that's something to allude to for you uh, there, Robbie. You got, you got an extra couple of football teams playing in your city uh, state. Yeah, I think – I don't know if California is under a lockdown or something. There's there's some shit going on in California. There's, I don't there's know exactly a, uh, what Santa it Fe, is. But... There's a Santa Fe lockdown, I believe, um, basically. Okay. Oh, okay. So that's it why. Lifted, it should they be lifted in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, is, it, is it Santa uh, – I can't remember. I, you know, Santa, Santa Clara. Santa I'm Clara, sorry. I believe, yeah. Yeah. I'm over here way on the other side of the states. Yeah, so it's like Santa Clara basically has this area um, or whatever jurisdiction. But, yeah, I think it's so interesting. I mean, but I don't – I mean, I don't see the NBA doing something that crazy. No, not really. It's gonna, you know, unless – again, it's, it's just they can play in a bubble. They've proven that. It's, it's bubble time. Exactly. Shoot or pass. All right, it is time for a round of shoot or pass here on this Eastern Conference preview. As always, if we agree with the statement that I read, we will shoot. If we disagree with the statement – 
we will pass. Shoot or pass. The Brooklyn Nets are the clear favorites to be the number one seed in the East this season. Robbie, shoot or pass? I'm going to say pass here. And frankly, it may be for the best, considering what we just talked about with Kyrie being super dramatic. Vegas <laughs> has the Bucks as the odds on favorites to come out of the East, according to the Action Network. On paper, you would say, fuck yeah, KD, Kyrie, and that Nets roster that played pretty damn well in the bubble. Uh, yeah, it's a no-brainer, right? They should be the clear favorites, but we don't know what version of KD or Kyrie we're getting. And we've talked about this before in previous episodes. We also don't know how they are going to mesh with the likes of Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, and the rest of that team. How are they going to share the ball? That's the big question. It's probably going to take them some time to build that chemistry and, more importantly, learn how to share that damn ball so that Kyrie doesn't throw a temper tantrum midseason. <laughs> and, you know, I guess James Harden is out of the question now because now they're talking about him going to Philadelphia. But, you know, I just I just feel like this is kind of, you know, Katie, Kyrie, the way that they act, they're great players on the court, but their attitudes and their egos, it, it just all reeks – of a dumpster fire to me. I'm just, you know, it's a little spoiler for y'all. I've been out here talking, talking I mean, about the Brooklyn Nets. She had been yeah. Okay. Yeah, it might get back to Kyrie and KD. Katie might tweet you, by the way. If you, you know, he he has a couple burner accounts. Of course. I'm wow. here for it. Holla at me, Katie. Okay. <laughs> How do you feel, Gabe? Do you want the Nets to be a dumpster fire? Well, for entertainment purposes, sure. I mean, why not? Remember, the NBA is just a soap opera for guys. It's, it's drama for us. We love this stuff. But uh, going back to the question, Robbie took a lot of the points that I was going to mention. I'm going to say pass also. We all know the Bucks are a regular season team. They come out the gate strong, and they just don't let up. And, um, you know, the Nets, as you said, KD's coming off an Achilles injury. We don't know how he's going to be. Like you said, Kyrie's there, Mr. Diva himself. He's already avoiding the media. I mean, dude, the season hasn't even started yet, and you're already doing this shit. So I want to see how Nash incorporates all of this and, um, you know, just how they all gel together. They need time to get this right. You know, other than the Boston Celtics when KG, Pierce, and Ray Allen came together, I don't see another team ever doing that, coming together in one season and just winning it right away. Um, you know, but, um, yeah, I think the um, – the Bucks are the number one seed in the East, and the, and the Nets will be somewhere between uh, two and four. Facts. Yeah, I, I got to say that I will I will pass on the notion of them being the clear favorite for the number one seed because I still think Milwaukee, like you mentioned, Gabe, can make a run for the number one seed. Uh, team Miami, let's not forget, they're the defending champions, uh, Heat mm -hmm. Nation. And I think in the Eastern Conference, Really, it's so interesting. I feel like the number one seed in the Eastern Conference really doesn't merit for much. It's just kind of like, yeah, we're number one seed, and then you see teams just kind of go down year after year, number one seeds. Uh, so you know that that's something to to think about. Um, you know, in the 2018-2019 season, uh, for the Eastern Conference in the NBA, you guys know who won. You know that number one seed. I mean, it was the Bucks. They won 60 games. You know, they were 60 and 22. And uh, the Raptors won the championship that year. So, you know, when the East is, when these guys are, you know, coming in and they're, they're starting up, I agree with you, Gabe. They're going to start off hot uh, when it comes to the Bucks. I think they mean business, but they're, you know, regular season team. So for that notion, pass. Uh, shoot or pass. People around the leagues, as Zach Lowe describes it, are correct. The Miami Heat's finals run last season was a fluke, and they will prove it this <laughs> wow. upcoming season. Gabe, 
We'll start with you first, <laughs> Mr. Heat Nation. Shoot a pass on that one. <laughs> so if that's the case, I'm gonna say I'm, I'm I'm going to say pass because if that was a fluke about them going to the season, so what do you say about the Lakers championship? You know, everybody had to restart, you know, and get back into a rhythm again. So you can't just pick out one team and say, oh, that's a fluke, them getting to the finals run. It takes skill to beat a Bucks team four out of, you know, five games. That's that's not a fluke. We had a game plan for them. We matched up with them in the regular season just fine, and we implemented that same game plan in the playoffs. So just to pick out one team because you're a, maybe a hater, Zach Lowe, um, you have to look at the overall picture. You know, it was a lot of variables coming into play. The bubble, people adjusting without family. You know, it's just so many variables there. So just to, just to say that, oh, the Heat to run to the finals was a fluke. Get that bullshit out of here. <laughs> Get you already know what I'm going to say. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say pass. <laughs> Gabe touched on a lot of points. So I'm going to keep it short and I'm going to keep it simple here. To the people around the league dismissing and disrespecting mm. the Miami Heat. Mm. Y'all can suck my cactus Christmas tree, okay? Oh, I didn't expect that. <laughs> oh, okay. wow. <laughs> okay, okay. Listen, the, 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 the team that we saw in the bubble <laughs> hadn't even been playing together consistently up until, what, maybe a week before the season was suspended because of COVID? Remember, Iggy and Bay Crowder came at the trade deadline. Kendrick Nunn and Myers Leonard were playing a lot more to give Bam and Goron some rest. These people around the league just keep sleeping on the Heat's recruiting and development efforts. And what pisses me off the most is that they continue to sleep on the masterful coaching of Eric Spolstra. He's the best coach in the game right now. Keep sleeping on them. That's fine. We're just going to keep surprising y'all. And you know mm. what? I'm going to even take Facts. a step further and say, if Facts. the Heat fall short of what they did last year, it's not going to be a fluke. If anything, I think it bodes a little better when it comes to recruiting Giannis next offseason because superstars mm. like that want to know that they are the missing piece of the puzzle. Like, okay. you know, we go to the Godfather will come up to Giannis and be like, listen, we can make it to the finals, but we need you to win it all come to Miami and he's going to be like yes master yes <laughs> I see no oh, lies man. there no lies oh man there I it guess is. that wasn't there really that short and simple but you know whatever. <laughs> well spoken from he I gotta agree with you guys I this is the most strangest thing the report is people quote-unquote people and by the way I do power rankings now so you guys should check those out and I write this in the power rankings quote-unquote people <laughs> what does that even mean? You know what I'm saying? So, like, what Zach Lowe? Is, is it is it GMs? Is it other players? I mean, who's saying this Maybe information? Like, does anybody watch? Does anybody watch basketball? Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and just pass on this, man. There's no way that 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 was a fluke. I mean, you gotta play basketball. It's a simple game, right? It's basketball, right? These guys went out and played played a lot better than some of the other guys that are professional athletes. I mean, how's that a fluke? I don't. Know, it's it's weird. Weird times. 2020. Uh, shoot or pass, the team in the Eastern Conference facing the most amount of pressure coming into this season is not the Philadelphia 76ers. Robbie, shoot or pass? I'm going to say shoot because I feel like it's the Bucks. The Bucks have the most amount of pressure coming into the season. I mean, they've got to move mountains to make sure 
that Giannis chooses to stick around with them after the season. And let me tell you, the bar has set pretty has been set pretty high because they finished with the best regular season record over the past two seasons. And they've got some guys coming in like Drew Holiday, DJ Augustin, uh, Tory Craig, Bobby Portis, uh, who are pieces that can, like we all said, keep the Bucks at the top seat of the East. And I feel like those guys have a ton of pressure because Giannis's decision is going to ride on their performances individually and their chemistry together. And then, you know, I, I feel like Mike Budenholzer has a ton of pressure on him, especially after that Bucks playoff run in the bubble and how he coached it. The Sixers may be like third on that list behind the Bucks and the Nets in, in terms of teams that have the most pressure on them. Um, I am intrigued to see how uh, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid look like with shooters like Danny Green and Seth Curry around them. I think that their rotation looks better than last season's. I mean, they they got rid of some some contracts there that were not very good, and we've talked about that a million times. But I mean, we already called this shit when Doc Rivers was hired as the her- their head coach. They're they're gonna they're gonna make it to the playoffs and blow a three one seriously in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So. Mm. Gabe, how about you? Do you feel the same about the Bucks or? I, I, well, I don't disagree. I don't disagree with what she said, but I'm gonna say pass because it's time. Like you added Seth Seth Green, <laughs> you added uh, Danny Green and uh, <laughs> Seth Curry, shooters that you need to be successful around uh, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. I mean, we do remember when they had uh, J.J. Redick, uh, Robert Covington, Ilya Sova shooting from deep. That team was hard to beat because Ben Simmons will just clog the paint, pass it out, boom, three-pointer, three-pointer. So this is the formula that works best for Ben Simmons. And at this point, let's just face it, he's not going to evolve his game. So what do you do? You add shooters around him. So I feel like... They have pressure to do better because they were flat in the playoffs, even though they lost Ben Simmons in the series. But, no, it's time. I mean, come on. Doc Rivers, you're supposed to be a coach who can elevate a team to the next level and, unfortunately, fall 3-1 to one in the series. But your your veteran leadership, you know, combined with, you know, these shooters you're going to add to the roster, I think it's time for you guys to take that next step. Mm. Gay is still on... The Sixers' ass. Man. I mean, <laughs> right? When, when they had shooters, they were a good team. So now they're repeating that process again. They add shooters again. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if they fail this year, it's on them. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I mean, for the sake of this, I I, I gotta agree with Grabby. I'm gonna shoot on the statement here. Uh, I think it is the Bucks. Milwaukee, you got Giannis. That extension hasn't been signed at this point. And yeah, yeah. I mean, at some point you gotta show, you gotta get some hardware, right? I mean, the only thing you got is what defensive player of the year MVP. Uh, there's a bigger goal in mind. So yeah, I agree with the Bucks. I think this year the pressure, and I think that pressure helps out the Sixers just a little bit. So maybe the Sixers can take a step up and elevate themselves. So we were like, oh wow, Philly actually did something this year. Of the teams in the midst of a playoff drought, the Atlanta Hawks are the team most likely to end theirs this season. Shooter pass game. So I'm going to shoot. Um, uh, so they had the Hawks, right? So they had vets. They had Rondo, they had Gallo, and they had a young talent in Chris Dunn. So that creates depth in the veteran leadership. So And Snell, who can stretch the floor. So I feel like that is the team that's most likely going to end the playoff drought. And you got Trey Young, you have John Collins. You have a lot of great talent there. So Rondo's going to lead that team, you know, to the next level. And unfortunately, Orlando's most likely the odd man out to get bumped from the playoff picture. 
I'm also going to shoot here, but I'm going to like pretend I'm a toddler and I'm walking over to the basket, holding the ball over my head. And then like an adult <laughs> lifts me up so that I can just put the ball in the basket just because I feel like the the battle for the bottom seeds in the East is going to be a lot more competitive this year. And Atlanta's definitely going to be a lot better. It's like Gabe said, they made a, they, they made a lot of moves during free agency and you know, I think we can all agree that this team on paper looks legit, at least on offense. Um, and and I think that they definitely can make it to the playoffs for sure. It's going to ride on how they do defensively, particularly mm-hmm. in closeout situations. What I, I don't know what their lineup's going to look like. Um, but yeah, I think they can definitely be part of that play-in tournament if there Max, is one. Hopefully yeah. there is one. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I I would everything that you said, Robbie. Uh, I will echo it. Uh, I mean, this team hasn't made the playoffs since uh, the 2017 season. So you know they're about four. You know this is going on the fourth season now. They haven't seen the playoffs. Uh, they haven't won over 30 games in the last three seasons. <laughs> so I mean, last season they didn't have an opportunity. They were probably on point pace to probably hit about 30 games. Uh, but. I got to say, yeah, I mean, they, they, they got a, an opportunity this year for sure. And defensively, definitely is the biggest thing. I mean, we know Trey Young can put points on the board and score out of his mind. But defensively, can they get some stops? Can they compete? Uh, quick little fun here. Over under 35 wins for the Hawks this year, Robbie? How about hmm. put them at 35? <laughs> okay. All right. I'll take it. I'll take that. I'm going a, I'm to a have them as like a – a more or less like a 500 team. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. That's fair. Yeah. Any more than that, they'll be a playoff team, and I don't think they're a playoff team just yet. Facts, facts. On the other hand, Shooter Pass, the playoff team from last season most likely to miss the playoffs this season in the East are the Orlando Magic. Gabe, Shooter Pass? Well, shoot, because <laughs> the Hawks in my previous segment will be the ones to knock out the uh, Orlando Magic. So we're going to shoot on that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, Rob, you feel sense. the same as well? Yeah. It, the the Magic were up six games on the Hornet, Hornets last season going into the playoffs, or either that or they finished the season six games up on the Hornets. Either way, it's going to be a lot more competitive this season, especially for those bottom seeds. I mean, the Hornets themselves could be more competitive, especially if LaMelo plays like an, a Rookie of the Year candidate. Russ seems to be locked in in Washington, and I do think he and Bradley Beal can do enough to compete for a playoff spot. And we just talked about the Hawks as well. What have the Magic done in the offseason besides re-signing Michael Carter-Williams and James Ennis and then drafting Paul Anthony? Poor Vooch. He is wasting away at Disney World. Dying a slow death over there. (laughs) Well, Gabe, you know, he's going to be, for fantasy purposes, you know, I'm sure you enjoy Vooch. So, you know, either way. For sure. You know, you know that that's definitely a little diamond in the rough there sometimes to fantasy. But I mean, I I gotta agree with you guys. I, I think that the only thing that the Magic are gonna do this year is if, if it's gonna be considered overachieving if they even scratch to get that eight seed or on the brink of it. Uh, hopefully they can get into the, you know makes enough noise uh, to at least compete for it. Um, it just depends what Steve Clifford does with this crew. I mean, the direction they want to go. Do we halfway through you know this halfway schedule say okay? <laughs> we're probably going to be head more lottery wise and start pushing the young talent more, let them make their mistakes, do some ball games on the stretch and have a learning, learning experience. I think that's the direction you have to go with a team like this losing John, Jonathan Isaac for pretty much the entire season as well. Kind of sucks. Um, you know, depending on the way that this season finishes up, 
obviously I don't think he's going to come back this year, but that's a huge loss. So yeah, I mean, the Magic, are, they're the odd man out this time. Shooter pass to Eastern Conference teams most likely to battle for the A seed in the play-in tournament, if there is one, are the Washington Wizards and the Charlotte Hornets. So Robbie, how do you feel about this play-in tournament shooter pass? Yeah, we, we've been talking about it. It's going to come down to those two teams, the Hawks and the Magic, and I'm calling it now. There is going to be a play-in tournament because we need it. We need it. I, after watching the 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 road to the play-in tournament during the bubble with the Suns, the Spurs, the Grizzlies, and the Blazers, that was a lot of fun, and it was kind of chaotic. I like chaos. I want chaos. I love chaos. I need chaos. So shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with what she says. And plus, the playing tournaments, it just adds another element of uh, excitement. Like I said, teams, they actually want to play to get in the playoffs. So, but if it's, if it's going to come down between the Wizards and the Hornets, I, I actually like these teams to play each other. They have really good talent on both sides of the ball. Obviously, Russell Westbrook being in Washington with Bill, Bertans, Hachimura, and Bryant, that's a solid young core, you know, and you just add Russell Westbrook to the group. And then the, on the other side, you got Ball, Graham, Hayward, eh, uh, Bridges, and PJ. So I like these two young teams to clash, to fight for that last seed, and possibly, like you said, the Hawks as well. So I'm going to shoot too. Yeah, I would agree with that. I got to definitely shoot. Um, and it's interesting because now you're going to get like the seventh and eighth seed to get included, and then uh, the ninth and tenth seed as well, right? So, I mean, if you guys look at the top seven teams, we have. Um, you know, Brooklyn, in no order, you know, Miami, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Boston, Toronto, uh, Philly, Indiana, right? And it kind of taps out there really quick. And now you're like, okay, well, there's this COVID eight seed at the bottom of the barrel for the playoffs, the eighth seed. And it's like, okay, you still have seven in the eighth seed that will play each other. Whoever wins that play in, they cement themselves the seventh seed. And then the eighth seed has to still fight for their lives. Like, that's kind of like chaos for real. Like, you're like, what? Like the Wizards really and the Magic could potentially be like eighth and ninth, or you know, uh, Charlotte could be number you know eleven or number ten. It, yeah, there's so many variables here, but I agree. I agree on that one for sure. All right, shoot or pass. The most underrated team in the Eastern Conference are the New York Knicks. Gabe, how do you feel about the Knicks this season? <laughs> it's funny because on my notes I have shoot pass. I scribble it out. I put push. Then I put I don't care. <laughs> So (laughs) I was looking at the roster. I was like, hmm, what can I like about the Knicks? I really have nothing good to say about the Knicks. They're just not interesting. You know what I mean? So for the sake of the show, I'll just say pass. But my notes are such a mess. I really have no opinion on them. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, Knicks fans. But I got to say pass, too. I mean... I don't even know like <laughs> half of their fucking roster. Uh, exactly. Wow, we're we're really proving ourselves to be super legit here. I mean, I'm rooting for Obi. I hope he has a good season. I like Randall. And He's good. I just I sound like a broken fucking record, but like I don't care about the Knicks, and and I'm not gonna care about the Knicks. Nothing is gonna excite me about the Knicks until mm-hmm. James Dolan sells the team or dies. Exactly. And and that's what I was gonna say too. Like it's like <clears throat> it's funny because I was listening to uh, shout out to Josh from the Dime. You know, I was listening to an episode right after the draft. They talked about the Knicks. It was an all inclusive, you know, Knicks episode. Even Knicks fans are just like, I, it's weird, man. Like 
I mean, I guess I experienced it as a Magic fan too, because there's Magic Twitter out there that's just kind of like, you know, they're really ignorant and ridiculous about certain things, but like, it's just like they just know, and it's just like, yeah, well, you know, it's our draft usually sucks, but we got we had somebody best best available, maybe not for the position that we need, but it's best <laughs> available. We drafted something decent, and um, yeah, let's just look forward to rebuilding somehow. Uh, I mean, obviously awesome the Knicks, the Knicks are in a, the Knicks are in a, an all like. Like we like we've talked about this. Like the Knicks don't have any, give any reason for like somebody to come and say, "Yeah, I want to come to New York." Like there's no hope or promise. Like you're literally coming there to be in a dumpster fire, and then you're going to be scrutinized on and one of the you know world's largest media, um, you know platforms. It's why you know why would you want to go into a situation like that? So they've really are. The good thing is they this off season they didn't screw themselves over as we talked about in last mm-hmm, episode, mm-hmm. and they're gonna go into a season where there should be low expectations and hopefully, you know, it's draft picks galore. And I don't know. I mean, sorry, and Knicks fans. I you know, it's it. a sad situation when you're celebrating the fact that your team didn't do anything during <laughs> right. free agency. Like the bar is set so fucking That's low so bad, for the Knicks yeah. that fans are like, oh my God, Leon Rose didn't do anything. He just got Austin Rivers on a three-year $10 million deal. Holy shit, are the tides turning? No, it's just the year Next. 2020, guys. Yep, absolutely. All right, last shooter pass here. The Eastern Conference team that will experience the biggest drop-off in the standings are the Boston Celtics. Robbie, let you go first. Shooter pass on the Boston Celtics dropping. <sighs> I got to go pass. And I say this reluctantly because, obviously, as a Heat fan, that would be very nice. Not doing much during the draft and free agency? Certainly concerning, especially considering we're talking about Danny Ainge here, and Danny Ainge is always making moves. But you know what? Maybe this ends up serving them well. Maybe this is the little push that enables Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and even other young guys like Grant and Robert Williams to take that leap we've all been talking about with these guys for years now. Facts. Gabe, shooter pass. I'll say shoot, but it won't be a huge drop off. If anything, they will probably lose home court advantage and drop from three to like five. Because, you know, I can see Milwaukee, Toronto, Brooklyn eventually, once they get their shit together, jumping into the top four along with the Heat. So at worst, I can see them dropping to fifth, but no lower than, no lower than five. Or let's say flip flop with Miami. They might be four or five. But yeah, big drop offs. Yeah, I see three to five, and that's about it. Let me chime in here because I I actually think that the team that may experience that drop-off or a significant drop-off may be the Raptors. I mean, this is another team that's kind of like in the same situation as the Celtics where they unloaded some of these older guys like Serge Ibaka and Marcus Gasol and... And, you know, even even if it's just for the sake of leadership presence, you've got this really young core that also is expected to take that step, right? And, and we saw Pascal Siakam in the bubble. He wasn't great, and he's regarded as their number one option. Fred Van Vliet just got the money. Uh, you know, obviously there's Kyle Lowry as well. And and these big guys were replaced with a 34-year-old injury-prone Aaron Baines. So there's there's no weight li- getting lifted off these young guys' shoulders. They're going to need to step up. And I think that losing Serge Ibaka and Marc Gasol is a bigger loss. It's going to be tougher for them. I think they're still going to contend, but they might be the ones falling. Yeah, yeah, I think that's I, a I good point as well. Absolutely. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that's actually, you know, I was going to pass on this because I, I think that looking at like the last last year's uh, standing so far, really the only, the only one team at the bottom that's going to move up is obviously Brooklyn. Uh, do I think the Pacers, the Sixers uh, make noise enough to get to like a third, you know, top three spot in the East? No. Uh, the Raptors, do I think that they have the biggest drop off? Yeah, I think they're going to definitely see maybe, I would say maybe five games less than last year than they thought they were going to win. Um, I, I mean, I get at this point, I agree with you, Robbie. I just, as much as like they didn't throw money at older guys, it's a good thing. But then at the same time, it's like, I don't know how they're going to address without Ibaka because he was a huge part of their run in the finals, huge part of, you know, their success last year defensively as well. To me, they're putting a lot of weight on Siakam and hopefully it's just to improve the ball club and improve his game. And that's what it is because we obviously can't rely on last year Siakam to take this team and, and stay second place in the Eastern Conference. He's a bottom feeder. All right. At the bottom of the show, as promised here, we're going to break down the Eastern Conference a little bit more than the shooter pass round. Uh, so it's a little segment where we rank the Eastern Conference into special tiers that are original and don't come from the WAP song or anything there. Uh, first and foremost, you guys heard, you know, the term bottom feeders there. Uh, that was about Gabe, but uh, got bottom feeders. Gabe, <laughs> you want to start here? These are the teams that you really don't care about, right? The teams yeah. that will just... Guys, just an FYI, that's literally in our show notes. Bottom feeders, mm-hmm. the teams Gabe doesn't give a fuck about. <laughs> Gabe, please present your bottom <laughs> yes. fears. Okay, so obviously there are 15 teams in the conference, and I got five in this tier alone. So we're going to start with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Who cares? The Detroit Pistons, Blake Griffin, hello. Don't give a fuck. New York Knicks, indifferent. So what? The Orlando Magic, poor Vucci, man. I mean, I love that guy. I love everything about his game. They just suck. And lastly, the Chicago Bulls. I have no idea what they've done this offseason. I actually can't name a player on the roster, to be honest. So we're going to go with the Cavs, Pistons, Knicks, Magic, and Bulls. Oh, my Bottom God. Bottom five. I have the same Uh-oh. teams. Cleveland. I didn't write a single <laughs> note for them. Not a single note. I. It's blank. It's blank. The Pistons, eh, had a decent draft. And, you know, I guess they brought in Jeremy Grant, Mason Plumlee. And then they brought in some draft busts in Josh Jackson and Jaleel Okafor. But come on, this team ain't doing shit. But you know what? A for effort, Troy Weaver. A for (laughs) effort. New York Knicks. Gabes. I want to be the first to congratulate. The New York Knicks are not being the bottom bitch this year because that title goes to the Cleveland Cavaliers. And, you know, we we talked yes. about the Orlando mm. Magic, mm. and I just came up with, like, a little campaign that we can start for the Vooch. Scooch the Vooch. Vooch has got to go. He's got to go. Scooch the Vooch. Yes, he's got to go, man. This team is remarkably mediocre, and they're going to just stay like that. And, and oh. you know, the Bulls, well, what do you say for the Bulls? They got Billy Donovan at, as their head coach. And after the way he coached the Thunder in that series versus the Rockets in the first round of the playoffs, there's not much we nope. can expect out of this team, right? Yeah. I, I mean, these are the teams that we don't want to watch two nights in a row. Basically. Oh, no. So if, 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 if your team, if you're, you know, the Lakers, I don't care who it is, the Nets. I mean, who wants to watch? Brooklyn come in to a city like Cleveland and play two back-to-back games a night and blow them out. Like, 
or you know even if it's not a back-to-back like it's just you spend you know a weekend in cleveland and you're like i'm sorry guys that you're fans of by the way and there are magic fans that want vucevic out not for the reasons you guys to save his career or give him success they just want him out because they don't like him there's people that don't like why yeah just there's wow. yeah, Magic Twitter is pretty Scooch crazy the out there. So shout out to Magic That's Twitter. Crazy. But I agree with all you guys so far. Scooch Those are the bottom fields. The shout out to Meg. All right, let's talk about dumpster fires. So obviously, Robbie, you want to start off with this here mm-hmm. dumpster fire team of the Eastern Conference. Let's Teams that we make in the headlines for all the wrong reasons. At this rate, I'm just gonna make some flyers, start a <laughs> phone bank, knock on doors. And just say, listen, I'm welcoming everyone <laughs> to a celebration that is happening in June or July. And I'm calling it the Nets Dumpster Fire Party. It's going to take place at Prospect Park in oh Brooklyn. We can literally roll a dumpster out and light <laughs> that shit on fire and dance around it. And maybe Jay-Z and Beyonce will show up and perform for us. And maybe, you know, mm. like... I, fire I'm dance. I'm here. I, I, I've been standing here alone. I might regret this. These two baby making fun of my ass by the end of the season when the, if the Brooklyn Nets do really well. But I just there it's a recipe for disaster. And guys, if anybody knows, I love chaos. I love I love drama. I'm here for it. My other team, my other team. Oh, you got one more? Yes, I do. My other dumpster oh. fire, I'm just gonna say. The Charlotte Hornets, mainly because I want front row seats to the implosion of no. LeBar Ball. That's it. Mm. Mm. Okay. What about oh. you, Gabe? You got any dumpster fire oh. teams? Well, she said pretty much everything that I could really say about the Nets. Um, like I said, <gasps> are you joining I don't think the party? A bad team, but I think they'll make headlines. Yeah, yeah, because hello, when you got Kyrie and Kevin Durant on the same team, come on, that's pure gold. I mean, they're going to be moody as fuck. They're going to be ignoring media. They're going to be sparring on Twitter. It's great drama for guys. It's entertainment at its finest. Sign me up. I'm here for it all damn day. Um, the next dumpster fire will be the Sixers. You guys know why I'm calling the Sixers out. I mean, there is always just something going on behind the scenes. Doc Rivers is he a player's coach? Does he give players preferential treatment the way he did Paul George, of all people, who hasn't done anything in his life? And, you know, Kawhi Leonard. So I feel like there's going to be some type of in-house fighting with the Sixers. This doesn't mean they're a bad team, but I'm here for the drama once again, the entertainment that comes with it. And, you know, Joel Embiid, he's a very outspoken guy. He loves it. He invites drama. So I got the Nets and the Sixers as my dumpster fire team's once again, it doesn't mean they're bad teams. It's mainly because of the entertainment value they bring. Yeah, I think it's the definition of the teams that we making headlines for all the wrong reasons. I mean, exactly. by that definition, Robbie, <laughs> we can join you on that. Like, we're okay oh with that. I think that. Welcome, I think guys. That, <laughs> it's going to be just us three, Jay-Z and Beyonce. What's good? Following well, COVID think- protocols. <laughs> You're still gonna see. You're still gonna see. I think you're gonna have the team still be a top three team, regardless. But it's gonna come with some headlines. Obviously, it's already still coming with headlines. Now, LeBron said something about Kyrie, and Kyrie, you know, obviously the stuff we talked at the at the top of the show about. So yeah, I'm I'm there for that. I mean, I just hope that it doesn't really impact. I, I want to see Brooklyn be great. That's you know, I want to see him be great. Um, but honestly, I think them. Uh, and I, I have to say, like this, this is kind of. I gotta go with um, Robbie the Hornets. Ooh! 
And I, I, I want to see. And I want to, you know what? Whoa. I want to hear Lavar Ball this season. <laughs> I miss Lavar Ball, man. I, I like Lavar, by the way, but I miss him. I miss him being in the media. I miss his, you know, his his shit talk. I mean, you know, he does Instagram posts. It's not the same, man. Like, give us, give us Lavar Ball in an interview. Give him a, a courtside interview, uh, and give us headlines to talk about. That's where, uh, that's what I'm, I love. The fact that we have, and, and he has three locations to pick from. He has New Orleans with Stan Van Gundy. He has Detroit now with Leangelo, and he has the Charlotte Hornets, right? So I think the Hornets just fit the the the, the mantra here because <laughs> obviously Michael Jordan's involved. Uh, what else can we throw out? Mitch Kupchak, you know, I mean, there's so many different, you know, personalities involved there that I think it can become a little bit more interesting for the Hornets. So yeah, those are my dumpster fire picks for the season so far. Hold up, Gabe. You are sitting here going no at our mm-hmm. pick for the Charlotte Hornets being a dumpster fire, but you essentially mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you you shot on Michael mm-hmm. Jordan last week, uh, the last time we recorded. You called him a dud. Yeah. You basically yes, fed your bottom but, to Michael Jordan. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you are allowed to have a change of opinion. Oh, I'll, I'll get to okay. that in the next one. Oh, okay, okay. Well, let's talk about the next uh, tier here, sneaky good. So we're gonna go ahead and have. Uh, Surprise teams here. We'll talk about surprise teams in the Eastern Conference this year. Uh, Gabe, we'll let you go first then. Uh, surprise teams. The Hornets going to surprise us? Okay, so... Mm. Yeah, wow. I got the Hornets. Yeah. I got I got the, the Wizards. And I got the Hawks. Now, the thing says sneaky good. Okay, for whatever that means, that's fine. But, all right, for the Wizards, you got Russell Westbrook in the Eastern Conference now. Yeah, in, in the Western Conference, he was pretty damn good putting up numbers and getting his team to the playoffs or at least, you know, being very competitive. I feel like he could do that in the East or at least that team can win a playoff tournament, you know, to fight for the eighth seed. And he has Bradley Beal. I feel like that would be a nice duo right there, and it may shock some people. Now, as for the Hornets, I'm going to give a little fantasy nugget mm-hmm. right here. I feel like if you draft LaMelo Ball, he's going to be great for your team. The guy can do it all. You know, he can shoot, he can pass, hell of a passer. You know, and he, he plays above the rim. So I feel like he is sneaky good. Obviously, he's a rookie. And I don't think LeVar Ball will be involved much. I feel like he's learned from Lonzo. Like, look, I ran my mouth so much with Lonzo that, you know, maybe I was getting in the way. And, you know, it kind of, I want to say stunt his growth. But, you know, it kind of pushed him back a pick. I feel like with LaMelo, he's going to let him blossom to his own guy and let him do his own thing. He won't be a distraction. Now, as for the Hawks, you know I love Trey Young. I feel like that team is on the rise. They got good pieces, as we as we discover, discovered earlier. So I, I like that team's chances to be sneaky good. You know, Trey can score from all over the court. He's like another Steph Curry. So I, I just feel like these teams have – I'm, I'm interested in seeing these teams play ball for whatever reason. Maybe it's more a fan, on the fantasy side. But, yeah, I think those three teams are, you know, sneaky good, and they could surprise us. Okay, how about you, Robbie? Any surprise Very, teams? very, very, very interesting, Gabriel Lloyd. Very interesting. <laughs> one of your dumpster fires is one okay. of my sneaky good teams, and one of your sneaky <laughs> wow. good teams is some a team that I have as a pretender. So let's let's start with my sneaky good teams. And I'm literally <laughs> holding my hands – and I'm covering my eyes because I I am doing this shit again. I am setting myself up to get called out for bad takes on this team in the future. I'm doing it again. Another season Uh-oh. where I'm going to be let down. But I, I'm going to say it. I feel like 
the Philadelphia 76ers are not going to be a disappointment this year. I love Daryl Morey. He brought in some shooters. He unloaded Al Horford and Tobias Harris. And I feel like, you know, with the shooters on this team now, there's going to be more chemistry on this team. I, I just... I can't help but feel like maybe Ben Simmons will come out and shoot and make a three or two. I I, I want to believe in jo- Joel Embiid and see like, him rise as a potential MVP candidate. I don't know. I just can't help but buy into this bullshit every year. So I begrudgingly have the Philadelphia 76ers as a sneaky good team, and I hope they are sneaky good and prove me right so that I can just – talk shit to Gabe. I also have the Washington Wizards. Uh, Gabe, (laughs) you kind of described it very well. Um, I, I, in earlier episodes when we were, I think it was like right after we finished covering the bubble, we asked in an, in a shooter pass round, what team we thought would make the playoffs this year out of the teams in the bubble that didn't make it. And we said, and I said the Washington Wizards. So I'm not saying I'm psychic or anything, but, you know, I really do think the Washington Wizards are going to make it to the playoffs. Facts, facts. Um, I'm I'm going to go. Wizards is one of my picks. Uh, definitely, you know, I, and I like Russ. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm a Russ fan. Uh, obviously, I think this is his last opportunity to show that he can take help take a team to the next level next to Bradley Beal in, in a conference that allows him to do it. And I think I, I want to give him the nod over to the Hawks, honestly. Um, but my other team, I'm going to stick with the Indiana Pacers. Uh, they hired Nate Bjorkren. Uh, he was an assistant coach under Nick Nurse. First year, he won the, the uh, championship with the Raptors last year. Uh, interesting enough about him, uh, he was also the first coach to win basically the D-League championship and the NBA Finals, both under Nick Nurse as head coach. So I, I like that for the team. When you know when they fired Nate McMillan, I was like, well, you know, like that kind of is, is, you know, the they had injuries. Like Oladipo wasn't healthy on his tenure. He still managed to keep this team afloat in the middle of an Eastern Conference. Win like forty games, forty-five games. Um, you know, last year they won forty-five games after the seeding games. Uh, the season before that, you know, they made the playoffs with a forty-eight win team. They're always in the middle of the pack, right there, and you're just never sure. But I think they're still going to be a team that people slowly kind of forget about. Hopefully, they don't. I would say in the sense of this, they may not be the team that is going to sit here and upset anybody. Like they're not going to be the Miami heat of like the 2020 season. Basically is what I'm saying is that they're not going to be a surprise. We're in the finals. Uh, sorry, you know, Giannis, sorry, Toronto, like we're better. That's not going to happen for this Indiana team, but I think they're still an underrated team in the Eastern conference. All right. Let's talk about our pretenders. So basically the teams that are wannabes in the Eastern Conference for the championship, and they're probably not as good for the championship. Uh, Robbie, we'll start with you. Any pretenders out East this year? Yeah, so I'm going to take a couple of both of y'all's sneaky good teams and and turn them into pretenders, the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Yeah, a lot of people are riding (laughs) high on this team, and while I do think that they could end their four-season playoff drought, I don't think this team is going to blow everyone's minds. I think they're just going to be like a 500 team. And and people seem to forget about the fact that, yeah, okay, this lineup is going to be crazy good on offense, but they're really lacking on the defensive end. And then, you know, with my other team is going to be the Indiana Pacers. And not – 
I'm not going to say that they're full on pretenders. I'm going to call them the idol team because it's like Chevy right. said, they're always middle of the road. They never seem to improve, but they also never seem to get worse. And I feel like Victor Oladipo is going to be a detriment to this team. Um, and also I hate TJ Warren, but anyways, uh, I just think that Victor <laughs> Oladipo is going to deny it up and down that he doesn't want to leave Indiana, but we all know he wants to get the fuck out of yeah, there. So out. he's right, going to keep right. auditioning for other teams by giving them the keys to beating the Pacers night mm-hmm. in and night out. And, you know, maybe they make the playoffs, but they're just going to, if they do make the playoffs, they're just going to be a first round out like they are every year. They might not, maybe they might even win a game in the playoffs in the first round, maybe, but it's going to be the same shit (laughs) as they do every year. Okay. Right. Right. How about you, Gabe? Pretenders. Yeah. I also piggyback on the Pacers as well, even though they're getting some bonus back, you know, they're, they're pretenders. They'll have an underrated, you know, uh, regular season. I think, Last year, actually, before the whole COVID thing hit, weren't they like doing? No, that was the year. But it, may, it might have been the year before. But they were actually a sneaky good team early in the season. Um, I forgot what their record was, but they was doing pretty good. But that was in partly due because of you know Sabonis's play. But um, no, yeah, we we see right through them. You know, they have a good season, and then come playoff time, they shit themselves. So definitely the Pacers and the Celtics. You know, I think they're also pretenders. You know, um. They were supposed to be, I guess, maybe the first or second best team in the Eastern Conference last year. And that wasn't the case. And, you know, I feel like Danny Ainge, for all the draft picks he acquires and accumulates and all the talk about, oh, wow, he was a great GM. The team, they, they can never get over that hump. You know what I mean? So I see the Celtics and the Pacers as pretenders. Good in the regular season. Playoff time. Eh. Take a walk. The biggest thing about the Pacers would be I I don't put them as contenders. So, you know, for me, I don't know if they, that's the fine line. Like you mentioned there, Robbie, like the fine line of it, it's like, they're kind of like that idol team. So it's like, for me, like their expectation isn't to be like, Hey, we're going to be top four, top five. And they're going to be this great team that everyone has to watch out about. They kept the same roster, right? Victor Oladipo under contract here. He's going to swear up and down. He wants to stay, right? We all know, obviously, if he decides to dip out, I mean, this team is going to just head, towards the bottom and who knows like maybe if they they trade in midseason based on the way that the season goes we don't know that either so i think right now with the current roster i like it i mean tj warren shout out to malcolm uh malcolm brogdon you know i'm a i'm a brogdon fan so if those all three of those guys can take their game to the next level uh i think they're a good team i mean they just met a really good miami heat team you know in the first round there got swept right so that's definitely concerning obviously you know they, they did have sort of a healthy roster at that point the coaching change. Let's see how that works out for them. You know, we never know if the coaching change is going to make a difference. So that's the biggest question mark about them. I mean, pretenders, honestly, I, I, I kind of got to say the Raptors, unfortunately, just because I don't know about the Raptors this year. I think the Raptors will come in. Everyone, they, they're, they're two years removed from winning a championship, right? Last year, far, uh, hard-fought series against the Celtics. But I think by default, people will have high expectations for Toronto. I don't know if they're going to be considered like a top team, though. Just top three, no. Pretender, yes. Contenders. Um, So the Raptors, right? So I have them here, but I think Robbie kind of threw me off of them because of, you know, them losing Serge Ibaka, obviously, like she said. And, you know, they lost Gasol, even though he was a pretty much a bum the majority of the season. But they do still have a really good productive backcourt. 
and Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet. Now, if Siakam, I'm going to attribute his playoff series as uh, an anomaly. You know, he just didn't do much in the playoffs. I don't know what it was. Maybe he was sad he lost Kawhi. Maybe he the moment was too big for him. But I still think he's a decent player that can, you know, elevate their team. And you also got the OG, you know, great defensively. You know, anytime he gives you offense, that's a bonus. He's a 3 and D guy. So while she may have knocked me off of my spot with the Raptors as contenders, I'll still keep him here because I can't change him. Uh, <laughs> next is the Bucks. As as mentioned before, they come out like gangbusters. They dominate the regular season. They have Giannis. Um, they've added some shooters. So they will always be contenders. You cannot say a team with Giannis isn't a contender. Like, straight up. Yeah, I agree. And last but not least, can I get a drum roll, please? <laughs> can I get an amen? Amen. Can I get a hell yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin style? Oh. You ran with my heat. It's my Miami Obviously. We can't eat. Can you feel the heat? There we go. <laughs> you know what, Robbie, just sing it. That's my yeah, analysis. I guess, yeah, me. I mean, just come sing. on. I mean, they're the reigning, they're the reigning <laughs> champions of the Eastern Conference. I mean, why not? You know, I mean, <laughs> I have to agree. We kind of, you know, we ran, we, we were running thin, you know, in regards to, to, to me, Robbie, you know, in my opinion for this Eastern Conference, guys, like, I feel like it's very like straightforward out in the East. Like we probably have like the top four strictly, and that's it. The Western Conference is a whole new ball game. We'll talk about next week. But how do you feel, Robbie? Like, do you think it's just four teams out there as contenders, or yeah, you're only I, sticking I with two or three? Gabe, well, Gabe had this. I'm gonna throw the Celtics in here as a contender because, uh, like, I feel like the Celtics and the Raptors are kind of in the same boat, which is what I talked about in the last segment, where they're both mm-hmm. teams that are now f- seem to be. F- fully reliant on these young emerging stars that make up their core to take that leap forward and their seasons are going to ride on that. So they're both definitely going to make the playoffs, but you know, they might have a little bit of a fallback. Those, those playoff runs are going to ride on how big of a leap these young guys make. Um, You know, the Pascal Siakams, OG Anunobi, um, Jason Tatum and Jalen Williams, sorry, Jalen Brown in Boston. Uh, I, I still have the Bucks as a contender as well. And, you know, Giannis's response to all the questions surrounding his free a- upcoming free agency next season is going to set the tone for the Bucks season. But all things considered, you know, Drew, they brought in Drew Holiday, who is an upgrade over Eric Bledsoe. There's some depth there, like Gabe talked about with the other guys they brought in. Uh, what will matter the most, I think, is how this team competes in the playoffs because we all talk about this. They're a good regular season team. I mean, everyone is expecting them to still be at the top of the East, even though I disagree. They might be a two seed. Um, it's going to come down to how far they make it in the playoffs because they disappointed last season in the bubble. And then, of course, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, like Gabe said, you know, drum roll, the whole whoop, thing. Whoop. We, the heat. <laughs> The Heat, the Heat, the Heat, the Heat. They are most definitely contenders. Fuck everybody who says otherwise. We resigned some important Yeah, We yeah. resigned some important pieces. We addressed some key defensive issues with the additions of Avery and Moe. And we got precious, baby. Listen, Jimmy Butler, 
Uh, mm-hmm. In a press conference, super recently, I think it might have been yesterday, he said he has no time for anybody's consolation or concern and is only looking ahead. <laughs> Reddit folklore says he even went and took the rearview mirrors off his car. He ain't looking back. He only looking forward, okay? We are most Damn. definitely contenders, My baby. God. Shout out to Reddit because I saw that comment on Reddit yes. and I was dying. Facts. The, yo, no cap. I mean, look, Jimmy nice. Butler. Jimmy Butler. Is, I believe in Jimmy. There's a lot of guys that give him flag for not being an all star, superstar, whatever you want to call it. Like, you know, I mean, the, the Heat are going to be. But I just to listen to my. I think it's top four right now. We're top four: Miami, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Boston. I give them the contendership crown for the Eastern Conference coming out of the gates here right now. Of course, this conversation could be different in February, guys. But obviously, I think that's the most important. These are the most important top four in the Eastern Conference. Everybody else, unfortunately for the Raptors, I hate to do it. I like the Raptors. I should be a fan, right? They're playing in Tampa. But, um, you know, at the same time, I think with Toronto, there's just, I, I don't know, man. I'm not sure. So I apologize, Raptors fans, Can- Canadians, please don't hate me. Um, I, I think the Brooklyn Nets, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um. I don't know, guys. I just I just feel like this year in the Eastern Conference, we're kind of seeing the typical Eastern Conference again of old. It's just you got your one or three, one or three teams or in four in this case, and then your Western Conference, you got like one through seven. You're like, well, anything could happen at any point in time, you know? So to me, unfortunately for the Eastern Conference, while we're slowly getting more talent over here, shout out to Russ, maybe James Harden with the trade rumors. He comes over to the Eastern Conference if he goes to like a Philly. Maybe it's a more of an even balance, and then you start to you can insert the Sixers at some point. But for right now, it's top four, and that's it. Sorry. Word. Thanks, Gabe. You gave me the word. <laughs> that's the ultimate <laughs> seal of approval from both of you. Yeah, guys. it is. It is. Word. When I get word. that in the group chat, or or I hear it, I'm like, okay, wow, affirmation. I got the affirmation. <laughs> you I need you to already know. With my life, you already know. Facts, facts. Well, uh, <laughs> that wraps up our Eastern Conference 2020-2021 NBA season preview here. It was fun, guys. Robbie, Gabe, where can the people find you both at? At Robin Who with an H and a Y on the gram and the Twitter. At, I forgot my name for a minute, uh, Gabe XL across both platforms. <laughs> Is that what old age does to you? Forget your social media names. No, man. I, I, got <laughs> I had to get a whole joke in stuff. there, man. You know I had to. Well, you know what, guys? It's been really fun. As, of course. As always, it's been it's been a pleasure. And you can find me at Baseline Chevy. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Baseline Times. Uh, and as you heard at the top of the show, please, please participate. If you've listened to this, if you've listened to this entire episode, like just go ahead and retweet our, our thing, and you can probably win fifty bucks, right, Robbie? Like. Just do it. If you got this far, right? Fifty dollars. Like, who nice. doesn't want fifty dollars? Fifty during the holidays. Fifty in the year twenty twenty. Mm. Exactly. This is a year. You know, fifty dollars. I'm gonna create a burner account and tweet that shit myself. Are you, oh, okay. No, All right, Kevin you. Durant. One hundred and nineteen dollars. One hundred and nineteen dollars. That's what a COVID test costs. Yeah, I mean. Okay, so that covers a little less than half of a COVID test. Yeah. Those fifty dollars, this gas. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> plan B. That is okay. kind of ridiculous when you think about it. <laughs> <Slicked>. <laughs>
Well, on that note, Robbie, do you have any shout outs? Yes, I do. I have a shout out for, you know, I'm going to keep it in the family. Bam. Got to give a shout out to Bam, who is already putting his Rookie Max extension to good use by buying his mama house for her 56th birthday. You know, he nice. he, he lived in a single wide trailer nice. with her. And he mentioned that she's never had a home to call her own. And I thought that was a very beautiful way to show his appreciation for her support through all these, throughout all these years. And it makes me wonder, mm. what would you guys do if, uh, what, what, what would be the first thing y'all would spend your money on if you got a rookie max extension that could get you winning up to 200 mil dollars? Mm. Just mm. one thing, first thing right off the top of your head. Don't say a fucking COVID test. Pay down okay. debt. Pay yeah, I mean, down debt. No, exactly. but 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 I mean, what would be your more the most extravagant purchase you would make? Like a tangible, like uh, you want a tangible item, like something we would make a purchase on. I mean, I don't know technology, Rob. You know me. Like hmm. I'd, I'd buy Gabe like ten iPhones. Yeah. <laughs> buy Gabe like that's a no. very nice gesture, Chevy. No, You're no. thinking about others. That's very nice no, of you. Don't don't do that. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm I'm not a material guy, so if anything, I just buy a house to get my wife happy. I mean, <laughs> I, it, look, look, guys, 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 look. It doesn't take much to please me. You know what I mean? I'm a simple guy. You know this. Come on. All right, all right. Well, do you have any shout outs though, so you can actually like give somebody a shout out then? Yeah, I actually got a shout out. Shout out to the CEO of my company who beat me in fantasy football. I was devastated. I lost my office league, but on the other hand, he's donating the winnings to Feeding America's. Uh, oh, sorry, ooh. Feeding Families in America. Oh, that's cool. That's dope. So, yeah, that's fine. I'm like, I'm, I'm good with it. Yeah. So he, he's been donating a lot of money towards that since COVID started. So you know, I can't be too mad that I lost in a measly football game when people are starving. Yeah. So you know, it's for a good cause, and you know, shout out to uh, the CEO. That, that's a good. That's what's up. Um, yeah. I mean, I just wanted to shout out to. Honestly, I, I wanted to keep it more in-house, in-house. So, you know, shout out to everybody uh, that's at Baseline Times here with us. I mean, come on, guys. We are we're, we're looking incredible. We're looking great. Uh, the football coverage is immaculate. Uh, Gaze faves and uh, faves weekly, our expert picks. Uh, if you guys go to tallysite.com, you can check us out. We are ranked pretty well when it comes to straight-up picks and over-unders for the NFL. Um, shout out to John, Cody. Uh, those are our college sports gurus. So, you know, they're definitely going to have bowl season coming up. And, uh, you know, shout out to you guys as well for providing all this great, great NBA content. Um, beyond that, that is my shout outs there. Any last minute thoughts, Robbie? You want to tell the people before we go today? Tell the people what? You got anything special you want to tell the people? You always have some incredible. I don't know. You keep us informed. All right. Like well, a... here, here's what I can do. Here's what I can do. Here's what I can do. <laughs> At Robbie Sala is my Venmo. If anybody's looking to send me gifts, I take financial donations via Venmo. Uh, also, Cash App. That's the same name. So y'all can send me money. That's my deep thought <laughs> to to end the show, Boom. guys. Send there me money for Christmas retweet this on twitter because chevy won't let me get in this right. get in on this giveaway well i mean obviously i mean <laughs> if you want 50 bucks for your services <laughs> ma'am i mean we'll we'll, well talk we'll talk after this show 
We'll, wow. we'll have to... Hold up. Hold up. Go no. let's, let's just, let's just oh, end this geez. damn show. Yeah. <laughs> end it. End it. She's got the bam out of my contract. She's got to like... <laughs> She's got to like win MVP of like podcast. I'm about to go Kyrie on your ass and just not show up to any meetings, any group chat, te text, nothing. Okay. I'm playing. And on that note, we can't end the show unless I say word. <laughs>